Producer Doug here. I just want to talk about Pop Culture Classroom. They are the ones that put on Denver Comic Con, and we want to help support them so that we can keep bringing you all this amazing audio, such as panels and interviews from Denver Comic Con. So let's get right into it. Pop Culture Classroom inspires a love of learning, increases literacy, celebrates diversity, and builds community through the tools of popular culture and the power of self-expression. They envision individuals transformed by the educational power of popular culture who create diverse, inclusive, and engaged communities. They provide quality service to kids and communities, respect, inclusive, and diversity, uh, quality of opportunity, alternative approaches to education, and they recognize each person's intrinsic dignity and importance through open communication, responsibility, and honesty. Did I sound like I read that off the website? I absolutely did, because... Well, I did. I want to get everything right for them because they are fantastic. I recommend going to the website and donating just to keep them going. This fantastic program, plus everything to do for the community, uh, literacy, respect, and of course, Denver Comic Con, so we can bring you all this stellar guests and panels and Q&As and interviews. So remember, go to popcultureclassroom.org, click on the donate, or just take a spin around their website and check it out. And now, on with the show.
James Logan. Uh, so you can, uh, and, and both of my personas have, have their own websites, <coughs> even though I, it's not a particular secret. So, uh, I got some on No, you should have
started writing this book as a backstory for a toy I was going to make for my kids. So I, I, I did pants the first 20 pages or so. Uh, then I sort of, the idea of course sort of matured a bit in my head and I realized I had to flush that hell out of it. It's mostly the weird book. It's mostly primarily dialogue. So uh, most chapters are interviews.
I started writing uh, what became my Ronin trilogy, um, I thought it was one book. I was a total answer. I, I, I had this vision for a story, uh, and I got I, so, and I just sort of started writing, and I got to a point like where, where uh, a literary agent told me, "Yeah, this is not one book. This is this is two." So then, uh, so I wrote it into two, and then I had the literary agent who signed it and sold it uh, said, no, this is three. This needs to be three books. So uh, sort of back to the unmitigated hell of revision, and, and you know, I still had uh, this uh, vision for the whole story uh, in, my, in my imagination, but uh, it, trying to figure out where the breaks were where the plot points were, and because when we're talking about plot, well, one of the things that we're also talking about is structure um, and books. And when I was just starting out, I had no idea that books were supposed to have structure, that scenes had structure, that that there was supposed to be one, two, and three acts, or maybe or maybe five. Right. Well, I didn't know how to apply that, you know, to fiction. Uh, of course, now I do, but um, so I have evolved greatly. Uh, in uh, from starting out as a pantser, and now I'm kind of mostly a plotter um, to the point where I'm experimenting with uh, uh, certain screenwriting stuff. I, I write I write a lot of screenplays as well, and um, and and if there is any art form that adheres rigidly to structure, it is screenwriting. And uh, so there are uh, ways there are there are software packages that will help you set up uh, your plot. Like, okay, this is the point uh, where we introduce the character, here's where we introduce the villain, here's where we introduce the central problem. And then, then it's just story beat by story beat on down through the plot all the way to the end. And the, the chief benefit of that, you can always change it, but you know where the story is going and it makes the whole thing go faster. Uh, plotters tend to be able to produce a whole lot faster uh, than pantsers. <coughs> Um, I'm just going to chime in here because I actually like, I really like how I do it. I do my ways the best way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which um, I, I actually, um, and I always say my agent's sitting here so we can see if she nods, but I always say that I'm like an agent's dream. Because um, I actually write like a tagline for what I want to write, and then I write back cover copy, and then I start showing people, and I have some conversations with people to see how it does this feel like something interesting. Is Working? Is this a good enough hook? Is this feeling like a book you want to read? And then I write a synopsis, a pretty detailed synopsis, usually like 10, between 10 and 20 pages. Um, I don't usually show that to anybody, it's for me, but it's sort of my chance to tell me this myself, this story, um, and I have to know how it ends. Um, and, and then I can write, usually then I can write. And usually when I have a trouble getting going on a day, I go, oh, like it usually takes me an hour, and I'll be like,
So um, to me, that's, and short stories I tend to plot pretty tightly too, otherwise I, I don't see the, well, who has a problem when they start a short story and then they, they turn into a novel? I've done that. <laughs> You're like, gosh. Yes, this is now So um, what do you think, regardless of how you do it, what do you think are the, are the benefits and the drawbacks to each method? So we can start with you, because you're kind of the last one. So the benefits between, the benefits, pros and cons of, 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 of each, okay. Or we could do one, you know, to pick. I think the pros of pantsing is it allows you to, is, is it allows you to create your creativity to just sort of go wherever it feels like. And, and that can be a whole lot more fun, I think. Um, the con is that it doesn't work very well with deadlines. Um, because once you've got some, if you've got a book contract, you've got deadlines, if you have personal goals, I'm gonna have this book done in six months or three months, um, you don't have the luxury of sitting there for an hour staring at the wall waiting for the next big idea to come. You have to, you just have to know where you're going and, and direct the story. Um, you bring up a good point about um, agents and, of course, editors are going to edit their work. 
Um, but not every agent is all into helping you, you know, help, helping you edit your work. Um, so it's sort of, if you are looking, if you're in the market for an agent, it is actually a really good question to see what's your style, what do you do with, you know, when you get a book, are you going to send me like a giant page of notes, or are you just going to kind of, you know, or are you going to mark up the whole manuscript? Because some people, some agents are super heavy editors, and some just aren't. So that's a really good. I think heavy, heavier round edit with my agent than with, than with the publisher. Yeah. Can I add something to that phone? Because uh, this was kind of critical for me. So when I was talking to the, the agent I just signed with, we were kind of feeling each other out. He wanted to see what my long-term plans were and what other books I had. Um, I was so happy that I did that, that FTOC for all the other projects I had because I was able to say, here, here are all the other projects I'm working on and have, uh, you know, ready to go once you know I finish this one. So there is some benefit to at least having, like let's say you have this great idea um, and you want to at least get some basic background just to have that ready. Because if you have that beautiful moment where you run into that agent, you can sign with them and you can show them everything you have and like just solid points on those projects. It's, right, that was huge for me. Because they're not, they're not signing you for a book, you know, they're signing, signing for a career. Yeah. I decided to say that with my agent it was enormously helpful and all. And we were actually Here's where it is, which I thought this is not the same book 
book's different. For me, every book's different. Um, there are always like little yeah, eureka, little eureka moments where, uh, like, a character. All right, so I had a in uh, uh, when I was writing this one, um, there was a minor character in this is this is book three in my Roman uh, series. Um, in book two, there was a minor character who uh, sort of appeared, uh, and then she sort of took on a life of her own a little bit by the end of book two. And by the end, and, and I had no, no idea that this was going to happen. Um, but by the end of book three, uh, she became a very important character to the point where now I'm planning a spin-off series with her as the protagonist. Um, so that was just uh, something that happened. I couldn't have planned it. Um, it just, that's the way it worked out. Silver Star, the book that comes out next fall, um, they're, they're, um, they end up in romance. The two main characters sort of end up in this romance. I don't have a lot of time for romance. And I, there's two guys, and it, it, I wrote the book like eight years ago, and I, and I didn't want, at the time, I didn't want the book to be about <coughs> that, like I didn't want it to now, I think. So a lot of, I don't care. But at the time when I was writing it, I was like, I, I tried to shove them and not let them get involved with each other, and they just insisted. And I think, I think there are things like that you just can't plan. Like, you know, um, in my trilogy, the, um, the the main character and his sister have great chemistry, and I never would have never guessed it. They just have good chemistry, and I loved writing them, because, in fact, she kind of like your character, she kind of, I added her in a lot more, because it was so fun to write that, that chemistry. 
So by the end, she started out kind of a little bit more of a um, character, and by the end, she's, you know, she's important. So I think I'll um, open it up to some questions. So this is about writer's block and both cancers and plotters, how do we deal with that? Actually, it's a great question because I don't think I've ever had a significant amount of writer's block on a or on a plot, so it usually just happens in my pants. Um, and you're asking how you deal with that? Uh, for me, I have to, if it's, if it's a significant amount of writer's block, I have to absolutely stop there and go do something completely different and just get out of that
so just sit down and, and just write whatever it is. This is this book sucks. I'm, I'm a terrible writer. I, you know, uh, how, why can I not have good ideas? Blah. blah just whatever crap is in there. Um, just just start and don't let your fingers stop. Stream of consciousness. Just blah, 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 blah. and then after a certain period of time, a couple of paragraphs, maybe a page, <coughs> you'll, your brain will be there, and then you just then you can carry on with what you like. The ideas will start to come, and then you can carry on with what you're supposed to be. Okay. Um, another uh, specific uh, technique, uh, and I got this from I got this idea from Jeff Vanderbilt. Is if you know, is if you know sort of a few scenes or a few chapters down the road that something's going to happen, go write that um, because that might be where your brain wants to be, where your creativity wants to be, and because so much of this process is is not conscious. Like ninety percent of what we do as writers comes out of the subconscious, and we sort of try to shape it with our conscious mind, right? But just so let your brain go there and write that scene. And then you can come back and then you'll have, you have to figure out how to connect the dots, but you will have accomplished something, right? So um, that's it. I want to give them a chance to say where they're going to be. So if I have time, then maybe like one more relatively quick question. Um, a question maybe that we have a couple others can answer or something. Anybody else have anything? Or did we just answer? Now you know everything. <laughs> if you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Yeah.